Welcome to Women Inseparable with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. Our eight-week study this season is titled, But God. Each of us has a story with many various elements. The one element that outshines them all is the entrance of Jesus Christ into our story. Here's Jacqueline. Let's get to scripture, shall we? Hebrews 10. We are not going to stay in Hebrews. We're going to read an exhortation for us today. And then we're going to look at two songs today by very uh, famous musicians. That's what we're going to do today. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to read verses 19 through 25. Hebrews 10, verse 19, it says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, where are you in this verse? Where is your confidence? Do you know the blood of Jesus? Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way, that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us, here's our encouragement, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us, here's our third encouragement, let us consider how to stir up one another. Let us stir up one another to love and to good works, not neglecting to meet together, and we smile as women inseparable, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. I pray that the encouragement that you need, the word that you need from those verses wash over you. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you so much for the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that it has washed us free. It's washed us free. Free from sin, free from shame, free from guilt. It's just given us a whole new freedom, the freedom that we get to live today because Jesus is alive today. It's a freedom that we get to live for all of eternity. We thank you so much for that gift of eternal life. And I thank you so much that we get to peek into it, that we get to touch it, that we get to live it even today, even in this flesh in which we live. We thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you so much for the gift of scripture and for the gift of song. I pray that you will fill us today with your strength and with your joy. Oh, how we pray that your strength and your joy will be our testimony. And that through your strength and through your joy in our moment and our weakness, that others may say how great is our God. Oh, Lord God, this is our prayer today. Be before our scriptures. Do what only you can do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hebrews 10. Hold on to that as we go to scripture. That's my exhortation to you. I pray that the Lord will connect Hebrews 10 
with these two songs. Anybody love worship? Love worship. I love all forms of worship. I was listening this morning to an old CD called America's Favorite Hymns. I used to own a box set of four, a guy I dated once upon a time, gifted me with a box set of four, America's Favorite Hymns. And I listened to it, you know, when I was in college and I loved, loved those old hymns. I can hear my grandmother sing those old hymns. I was listening to one of them on Apple Music because I don't have the old CDs anymore. Something happens to old CDs. I don't know. Cases crack. I don't know. But I was listening to it on my Apple Music this morning. At the same time, on my way to drop my son off to school, I'm listening to worship through a KB. Anybody know KB? I was listening through worship from NF, from 116 blank expressions. This is Christian rap. And when you listen to KB sing, and when you listen to some of these artists sing, you can hear scripture being quoted verbatim in their songs. There's more scripture sometimes in some of the songs my son listens to than some of the worship that's on local radio stations. It's just quoted scripture with testimony of story and they tie it together this fast. <laughs> so I had to train my ear years ago and my son started listening to Christian rap. I had to start training my ear because the first time I'm like, got nothing. And then I heard Romans and I'm like, oh, I know that verse. Oh, oh, I know that verse. Oh, I know that verse. And I learned from spotting scripture. And the more he listened to it, the more worship spills out of my son as he's listening to his music. I love worship from old hymns, from what my 15-year-old listens to and everything in between. So we're going to do worship. This morning, we're going to look at two songs. The first one is in 1 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles chapter 16. The second psalm, song, just to let you know ahead of time, for those that need to know, will be in Psalm 73. Psalm 73 is also written out in your study guide. And that will be um, part of your challenge. We don't do homework, so I'm not even going to say, like, focus on that. But <laughs> focus on that, because that's, that's where the whole thing is going, is to Psalm 73. But we're going to start in First Chronicles 16. Verse 1 of 1 Chronicles 16 kind of sets the uh, framework of what's going on. It says, and they brought in the ark of God. And they set the ark of God inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt offerings and they offered peace offerings before, before God. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and when he finished offering the peace offerings before God, he blessed the people in the name of of the Lord. Oh, there's power in worship, how it blesses one another and encourages one another to love and good works. Then he blessed the people in the name of the Lord and distributed to all Israel, both men and women. And he gave them bread and he gave them meat and he gave them cake of raisins. So verse 4, 16, 4 says, then he did, then David appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the ark of the Lord. If you want a personal challenge, a personal study, when it says that he appointed some of the Levites, go back to First Chronicles chapter 6, and that'll give you more, more food, more depth 
of what's going on. He may even want to go into Numbers, Numbers chapters 1, 2, and 3, and that will give you even more depth of what's going on with the Levites. Numbers chapters 1, 2, and 3, the whole, it's beautiful how it's all set up, how God is so specific with his people, with his numbers, with his, his people. It's beautiful. Then he appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the Ark of the Lord to invoke, listen to this, these people were appointed to invoke, to thank, and to praise the Lord. How thankful I am for those who are chosen and called to give public thanks to God. I am not called to do that. And you all can say, praise Jesus. When my baby was born 15 years ago, my husband, who was the baby of his family, never been around, you know, babies, never raised babies. He asked me to teach him how to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. <laughs> I don't sing out loud for another human ear to hear. I was so embarrassed at the whole idea of singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star to my husband that I just giggled because that's how you get out of anything. And I don't know what happened from there. My memory went blank. I don't sing out loud. Lord have mercy, I don't sing out loud. I sing to the ears of my father and I know somehow miraculously it becomes a sweet savor to his ear. It's because our God does miracles. These people were chosen to give thanks and to praise the Lord publicly. I am so, so thankful for those who are called. We have some women within our Women Inseparable that have such immense gifts in this room, on our online. There's one girl specifically that's on my heart um, that pours worship out. And she shares worship with us as Women Inseparable. She has fed my soul so often. I'm so thankful for those who have this gift. He appointed some of the Levites, according to verse four, again, to thank and to praise the Lord. And then verse five tells us who it is. He says, Asaph was the chief. And then second to him, and he gave his, his team. First Chronicles six tells us that Asaph and his brother were the leads. His brother's name was He-Man. It's probably pronounced Haman. But when we spell it, we spell he man, just to let you know, because he man is fun to say. We're going to read one of Asaph's songs in, in um, Psalm 73. But before we do, in First Chronicles chapter 16, we see David appointing Asaph and his team to publicly thank and praise the Lord God. They were called to harps. They were called to present symbols. They were called to lay down the sound of trumpet regularly before the Ark of the Covenant of God. They were chosen and called to, to do music. That was their calling. That was their, their purpose, their job. Verse 7 then says, Then on that day David first appointed that thanksgiving be sung to the Lord, by Asaph and by his brothers. What a beautiful appointment that he laid upon his friends. Then David sings a song of thanks. This is where I want to sit. I pray that our hearts will cling to the word of this song that we need. Permission to sit and read the lyrics of this song. First Chronicles 16, 8 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, 
call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. I pray right now that your story and all that we've talked about these last five weeks will wrap up in that verse for the heart that needs to do so. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord, let it rejoice. Seek the Lord. Seek his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments that he uttered. And then it goes on about the history of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. That is the same God in which we serve today. That same God is in your story that was in the story of Abraham. That's the same God. Can you stand and rejoice in that today? We've been talking a lot about story week one, a lot of story week two, a lot of story week three. We've, over the weekend, I had an opportunity to share a little bit more about my story today. I'm not the only person in this room today that is living a story. I was on my knees earlier today in this room praying for somebody who is living a story today, physical story. I'm not the only one that's in a state of weakness. I was in the hallway just a moment ago and somebody was on the phone call who's in the middle of a story taking care of a family member. Are you in a story today? Are you in a season of weakness today? This is what we're talking about, isn't it? In, the, in this study of but God. When we look at our past, we can look at our past and we can say, oh, that hurt. But God. And we could look at our today and we could wake up today and we can see our calendar of today and we can look, feel, hmm, our bodies today and we can take care of those phone calls today and we can see our marriage today and we can see our children today and we can pray over our grandchildren today and at the same time we have reality we can wrap it all up and we can say but God that's what we can do why because that God is the same God that was in the story of Abraham and that's what David's declaring this story of what's going on right here in First Chronicles, where David's dream was to build the house of God. It was David's dream. His dream was one thing, to build the house of, the, of God and to dwell in it. Psalm 27 tells us that. That's the one thing he wanted from God. There's blood on his hands. He was a man of war. He couldn't. His one dream, his one life flesh dream, he could not do because he was called to do something else. And in his devastation and reality, he built a tabernacle for God. He couldn't do the dream of his dream. His son did, didn't he? But in his reality, he worked with what he had and he presented to God what he could. And in the midst, he says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. How easily he could have said, woe is me. I can't do what I wanted to do. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell all his wondrous works. We know David's story. If we had to write down David's story, would it all be wonderful? We know David's story. We know things that he did. If you are sitting there and you think, I don't know much about David, oh, sweet friend, will that be your personal challenge? 
Do research on David. Learn David. See David in 1 Samuel. It's beautiful. Meet David. Let that be your personal um, challenge this week. Not everything that you're going to read about David is great. Some of the stuff that we know about David is awful. If that was the story of our husband, we would be sharing our story in Bible study, let me tell you that. I have a prayer request. My husband, he had a story. And yet in his story, his eyes are set and he says, glory to his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord, let those hearts rejoice. Seek the Lord and seek the Lord in his strength. I wonder if he goes back to 1 Samuel 16 where he stood before the giant and he saw what God's strength can do. Seek his presence his presence continually remember verse 12 says remember the wondrous works that he has done it's amazing how david can look back at his story and he purposes to remember and he's learned how to see through the lens of but god his miracles and the judgments that god has uttered oh they're worthy of praise He goes on in verse 14, he says, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever, the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. And we can go to first Peter on that and talk about our inheritance that we have through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's beautiful how God's promise in the old Testament links so sweetly to the promise of Jesus that we get to live today as new Testament believers. Verse 19 says, when you were few in number of little account And sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom, wandering to another. He he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, touch not my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. And then he proclaims even the more, sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of his salvation From day to day, what a beautiful place to start. Last week, we were talking about using your story. Use your story so one more person can learn about Jesus Christ. Did anybody take that challenge, whether in pen or verbal to somebody else? Great place to start. You're like, not telling my story. Not there yet. Right now, I'm attending but God. Well done. From the depths of my heart, If that's where you are, and that box is not even close to being pried open, but you're here, congratulations. I'm so proud of you. That's beautiful and exactly where you need to be. When you're ready to use your voice and to enter in a touch of your proclamation of your story, start right there. Let that be where you start, where your story begins. Sing to the Lord. Tell of his salvation from day to day. 
which means today when you're home alone or in your car alone, turn off your radio and tell your salvation story out loud for no one to hear but you. Hear your story of salvation out loud. We talked about that some more last week. If you missed last week's lesson, it's on podcast. Tell your salvation story out loud by yourself. Tell it to yourself day by day. Let that be your personal challenge every day. Every day, tell your salvation. Because every day when you tell your salvation, you're proclaiming the salvation of God and you're telling his story every day. And when you do it every day and you tell your story every day and you talk about God every day, it becomes natural and habitual. And it becomes your very breath, the very breath of life that God gave us the moment we were created. That's who we were designed to be. Give glory to him. Glory is due. Sometimes it takes practice. You ever notice that it's not natural sometimes to talk about God? You ever had that situation where you get nervous? You'll talk to the same person that you've talked to for decades. And all of a sudden you want to enter the name of God and your heart starts pounding. Why is that? Why is that? Maybe it's because it's not a strong muscle for some of us. That's not always the case, but for whoever needs to hear this, maybe it's that muscle in us that needs to be strengthened. Just like when we go to the gym and we have to focus on that one awful muscle that hates us after the workouts. Focus on that muscle. Maybe that muscle of hearing your salvation, talking your salvation day to day, maybe that needs to be strengthened. Best way to do it, by yourself. And when you're ready, bring in a safe person. That, that sister that you're walking with, that knows your story, that has her story of salvation, and say, can I practice my story with you? I guarantee she won't laugh. I guarantee she'll be like, can I share mine? <laughs> can I practice with you? And practice and text each other and email each other. And any form of communication that you want to one day share with somebody else, practice with your safe person. And maybe you can sharpen each other. Like, I like how you worded that, but maybe what about adding this verse? I like how you worded that, but that was very straightforward. Kind of hurt a little bit. Sharpen one another. Share your story. Talk about his salvation day to day. Verse 24. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And he is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people, they're worthless idols. But the Lord, we could say, but God made the heavens. You don't know where to start in your proclamation to God. Start with Psalm 19. Psalm 19 is a beautiful, beautiful chapter. You want to hear your own voice declare the mighty works of God and how he created the heavens? Perhaps memorize Psalm 19. Like I did, I'm not good at memorizing. Well, you remember some things. Work with what you've got. Remember things the way you remember. If you need to summarize, summarize. If you need to paint it, <laughs> paint it. Bring Psalm 19 to life, to memory somehow. Does it have to be word for word verbatim and say, well, this is what Psalm 19.1 says and Psalm 19.2 and Psalm 19.3. I don't know if many of us can master that. Some of us can, but not all of us can. 
work with the memory that you have, work with the ability that you have and store it in your heart. However, that looks like whatever that means for you. He has made the heavens splendor. Verse 27, splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Remember, this is the prayer, the song that he's laying down before the tabernacle of God. He's blessing the very place where the majesty of God is going to be living. And he says, strength and joy in this place. Hold on to that as we go to Psalm 73. Verse 28, it says, ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come before him. How personal and how sweet is that? Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. And let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the filled exult in everything in it. Then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy. This verse runs through my head every time I drive to McCall. Then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. How beautiful is the song of worship. David appointed a man named Asaph to lead, to lead in worship. And he trained those of worship. The fact of the matter is we are the, the fruit of the generation before us, the fruit of the generation before that, the fruit of that. We could say that worship came from, it came from scripture, it came from God. He created music. What a sweet, sweet gift he has given to us. Asaph was lined up to put in charge of public worship. Some of his songs are recorded in the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter 50 is a psalm of Asaph and 73 through 83. Well, notes for you. Psalm 73 through 83 are all songs of Asaph. He is also a prophet. First Chronicles tells us he was a prophet as well as a worship leader, as well as a musician. So we see a lot of um, the judgment of God and his proclamations that are recorded in scripture. Psalm 73, I pray um, we make personal. As you are where you are in your weakness. The title of our study today is Be Strong be strong. And many of us hear this and many of us know this and many of us put it on. Do you ever put it on? In the midst of your weakness, in the midst of your turmoil, in the midst of your story, we get up each day. And I had a girl tell me this in a coffee shop on um, Monday, was saying that I woke up this morning, therefore today is a good day. And then she shook her head and kind of laughed a little and said, no, I got out of bed. Because waking up, that was God. That wasn't anything that I had to do with. Getting out of bed, that took a little bit of, of me. So we wake up each day in the midst. We get out of bed 
each day in the midst. We go to our closet and we pick out our clothes and we put them on. And as we put on the clothes that we choose and we do our hair in the way that we choose and we go about our day in the way that we choose, we put on the strength that we choose. Sometimes we choose a little bit of strength. Because sometimes, to be honest, to be fair, sometimes we like to reside in our story. Am I the only one? Sometimes we're used to that material of comfort. And instead of getting dressed and putting on the strength of God, we put on that woe is me article. I'm not the only one. Sometimes we like to sit in it. We like to throw our pity party. Sometimes we like to sit in our sorrow. And can I say sometimes there's a season for it? There are those that are in weakness and they think, well, I can't cry. I can't be weak. I can't be sorrowful. I can't be in this place. So therefore I'm going to jump up and go. But maybe you are in the season where you have to just sit and cry. If you're in that season, sit and cry. That's not bad. That's good. That's healthy. Maybe you're in the season where you have to be angry. Be angry, scripture, don't sin. But maybe you need to be angry. Maybe you need to write down your anger. Maybe you need to process out loud. Maybe you need to bring to the table what hurts you. And when you bring to the table what hurt you, it's hard to say it like this. Well, my story goes like this. So once upon a time, there was this person that did this awful thing. And we want to put on his joy as we tell our story and we're fake. Sometimes we're in a season where we have to get mad at it. So my husband's like, he raises, right? He's a great dad to my boy. And he has, when my, my boy gets frustrated when he can't do whatever that thing is on the engine or fixing something or the lawnmower or whatever man thing they're doing, my husband will laugh and be like, get mad at it. And so you'll hear like, you know, that sort of the man grunt comes in. <laughs> get mad at it. Maybe we as women with our emotions, with our story, we have to get mad at it. Get mad at it. Yell it out. Use your emotions. God gave us beautiful, beautiful emotions. More emotion than this. Because that's not an emotion. It's fake and weird sometimes. Some emotions are good. It's okay to express your emotions. Did you hear that? It's okay to express your emotions. Maybe that's what we need to do. My prayer is as we read through Psalm 73 today and throughout this week, that we will take out, there's one particular chunk, verses 4 through 15. I pray that we will respectfully remove Asaph's particular issue. And maybe write our own issue. Please love me. <laughs> Psalm 73 is very, very vulnerable, very raw, very real. And for some of us, his words are exactly the weakness that we are facing today. Some of us, this is our reality. Some of us look around this world of evil that we live in and are overwhelmed by their prosperity. This isn't far removed from our reality. 
we, we can, I'm sure there are names that are floating through our heads even as we say little sentences, but there are people that are alive in our nation today that are overwhelmingly and may I say disgustingly evil and are prospering in health and wealth. And the math in our heads just cannot compute that. If that is you, if that is your area, keep 73 exactly how it is because he words it very, very well. He's very raw, very vulnerable in the way he expresses his angst with the wealth of evil people. He can't figure it out. And I'm not here to figure it out for you because I, I can't figure it out. But if that's not an issue for you, if it's not the issue, maybe it's an issue for you, but it's not the one that God's been working in our hearts over the last six weeks. If you can, wherever God has taken you over these last couple of weeks, get that issue and write it down this week. He used the length of verses 4 through 15, 11 verses. He used that length to get real. He got to the point. He put down his thoughts can you do that? Can you replace those verses with your thoughts? Maybe you can write them without an emotion just to get them on paper. Dump and walk away. Maybe you're at the point where you need to express your emotion. Will you write those down? I'm going to, for sake of time, I'm going to read through Psalm 73, but I'm not going to read those verses. 4 through 15. Will you read it today? Look over those verses today. Use those as a strength to produce your own words. Verse 1 of Psalm 73. It says, truly God is good to Israel. Truly, truly God is good to Israel. He is good to those who are pure in heart. Sweet friend, that's you. I don't care what lie is in your head. I don't. The truth, the truth that stands is that you are pure in heart. And I don't say that as some lofty spiritual teacher. I say that as a woman who's talking to friends who have testified that they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You who know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, who God is your Father, you are therefore pure in heart. Your past does not define whether or not you're pure in heart. You are pure in heart. Write that down 105 times. Write that down. I am pure in heart. I am pure in heart. I am pure in heart. Tears. I am pure in heart. Rejoice. I am pure in heart. God is good. God is good to those who are pure in heart, sweet friend. God is good to you. This is the truth of what's being said in verse 1. It says in verse 2, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. He put the truth of who God is, the truth of where he is, as he is, where he is. My feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was, and then he enters into his issue. Will you today, this week, re 
pen these words in your journal. Truly God is good to me. But where I am right now, my feet aren't doing too well. They're ready to slip. They're ready to fall. And here's why. Here's why my feet don't feel steady. Do your feet not feel steady? Here's why my feet don't feel steady. Because this is my weakness. I shared this week and my weakness is, is a physical issue. What's your weakness? Where are you? Maybe your weakness is tied into yesterday's story. Maybe it's alive today. Truly, God is good to you. My reality is my feet are ready to fall because of this reason. List your reason as Asaph did. List your question as Asaph did. And then do what Asaph did in verse 17. And this is why we looked at 1 Chronicles 16. This is why we read Hebrews 10. And I pray that God will tie it all together right here in Psalm 73, 17. It says, until, until I went into the sanctuary of God. He says, God is good. That's the truth I stand on. But right now, my weakness is so overwhelming. My feet are ready to fall. And it's because my eyes are here. I'm so set on my weakness. I'm so set on what's struggling my whole insides, my emotions, my mental state, my physical state, my spiritual state, my marriage, my children, my fill in the blank. This is my issue. This is my problem. This is my weakness. I know God is good. And I know my God is good to me. But this is what, this is what I'm dealing with. And this is what I'm dealing with until verse 17. He says, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Child of God, you are the sanctuary of God. Enter into his presence. In your weakness, in the midst, enter into his sanctuary today, this very moment. Easy, beautiful way to do so is heed the words that are in Hebrews 10. And surround yourself with one, two, three. I don't know how many are in this room. <clears throat> Wrap yourself in the sanctuary of God. Do you ever find his strength even stronger in you when you're standing side by side a child of God? I know I get that. It fills you. Saturday was a little hard for me, sharing a little touch of my, my story. Afterward, and I was right here at ECC, afterward I left the, the stage after telling my story. I walked around to the very back dark corner of the sanctuary and I sat next to my friend. And we were sitting by ourselves in the back corner. And I, when I say I sat next to my friend, I realized maybe minutes and minutes and minutes later that I wasn't just sitting next to my friend and there was an armrest. I'm sure she's super thankful there was an armrest here, but I noticed I was like this. <laughs> my head wasn't touching my shoulder, but my whole body was like, I need strength. I need strength. And it wasn't her strength that I needed. I knew that she was overwhelmed, filled with the strength of my God and just sitting sitting there, I felt like I was just being recharged. 
enter into the sanctuary of God just by being with a friend. How sweet is our God that he gives us girlfriends. Get his strength from God. Don't put it on in the morning like you're putting on a shirt because it's going to fade. It's going to get ruined. Put it on through the source. And the greatest, sweetest way to get that source is through a friend, through his scripture, through prayer, through your quiet space in that closet. Get his strength. Get his joy. Oh, and watch. Watch and see what God will do. There's so much of this chapter that I want to get into, um, but we're out of time. Therefore, happy personal challenge. There is good, good to be found in here. The verse that we were to get to, I'm just going to close by reading this verse and we'll close in prayer. Psalm 73, 26. It says, my flesh and my heart may fail. That sentence could be our truth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God. But God is the strength of my heart, and he is my portion forever. Oh, Heavenly Father, how gracious, how gracious you are to be our God. I thank you so much for the gift of salvation. I thank you so much that you make it so simple that if we put our faith and our trust in the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, we are saved. We are your daughter. You are our father that quickly and that sweetly through the blood of Jesus. How thankful we are for that. We thank you for uniting us and knitting our hearts together with such friends that as they walk so close to you, even in the season of their own weakness, we can get your strength from one another. It's such a miraculous thing that you've designed, such a miraculous gift that you've given to us that we can heed the gift of God through a sister in Christ. Absolutely an amazing, sweet, sweet gift that you've given to us. Father God, I do pray that you will fill us so fully with your strength and your joy. Help us to, to embrace that strength and not to try to put on our own strength, but that we'll put your strength on and see, see what you will do. Oh, that our words will proclaim the salvation of our God today and that we'll proclaim your strength and your joy simply by living the life that you've called us to live. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find us on Telegram at WI Online. If you need prayer, contact us at womeninseparable at gmail.com.